Everyone, all welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenios ESL podcast. Man, another spectacular day it was just a couple of days ago. A 2,700 download day. I'm not exactly sure where these downloads are coming from, but man, if this is your first time literally tuning into this podcast, I just want to say thank you so much. Again, the majority of the episodes like they downloaded were like between seasons five and seasons eight. So I'm not sure if they're listening to the updated ones as of right now, but man. It is a reason to be grateful, people. And with that being said, I have a little cartoon that I want to share with you. And it goes something like this. There's a woman and there's a man. The woman's pointing at the man. And she said, my doctor told me that if you don't reduce the job stress here, I could be dead in six months. And the man says, well, that's a relief. And she says, excuse me? He says, you can train your replacement in less than three months. There it is. What attitudes of stress have you encountered in different workplaces? And a lot of you already know the worries of stress, especially with people who really don't give a damn about you, right? I think Google was actually lauded as one of the best places to work at in the world. And next thing you know, all of a sudden in January, they laid 10,000 people off by email. And so not saying that it's probably the easiest thing to do, but to be honest with you, all up and like all of a sudden, here are these people dealing with stress who had families, who were chiefs and CFOs of their department, whatever it may be. And all of a sudden, boom, gone. Um, There was, and to be honest with you, stress when it came to me doing workshops with one of the banks out here. And one of the biggest problems with that was obviously and apparently the ignorance that I had to deal with with the lady who just loved stress and loved bullying and loved pressuring people to hurry up and do things. And I'm like, listen, I don't give a damn what she wants. I'm going to take my time if I do not go over specific areas as clearly as I wanted to. And although she was very stressed and she was trying to stress out the other lady that had hired me originally and she was becoming stressed, I'm like, I don't give a damn if either of you are stressed, I have things that I need to go over. And so I'm like, your stress is for you. There were times, and to be honest with you, stress related, it goes back to Australia. Uh, first couple of jobs I ever had in Sydney, Australia, I worked at a bullshit ass dental office where I had literally a 10 minute break between 7.45 a.m. to about 6.45 p.m. And it was horrendous. It was horrendous in terms of what exactly had happened and, you know, not being able to speak, you know, having to hurry up and break everything down, dealing with people who are very adamant and very pushy. You can only imagine what toll that takes on your relationships. And Melbourne ended up being a very, very miserable place for me to live. But then I finally got rid of that job after a few weeks. And then I went on to other places and I'm just like, you know what, man, I don't think any of these places are working. There was only one enjoyable place that I liked working at and it was a place in Mooney Ponds. It was a Sri Lankan British. She was, I think, from England, but with the Sri Lankan background, one of the most gorgeous individuals I ever met and the nicest dentist I ever uh, worked with in my life. And there was another office, as a matter of fact, and they were very friendly, too. But out of those two offices, I could tell you that there were 20 to 30 others. I was so stressed to the point that I want to come back to America. I wanted to go back to America, I mean. 
Uh, the first job I got in Sydney, Australia. Uh, she gave me a call. She's like, okay, I'll see you for the interview. And then this lady, Philippa Sawyer, I believe she is retired already. She was a monster beyond comprehension. And I realized that I would come home and I would be so sad and so, uh, you know, uh, you know, even depressed and, you know, emailing my mom saying I would like to come home and all these other things. And then I didn't realize that it was just one thing, one person. And so it was a horrendous day. And I emailed the practice manager and I say, you officially have my two week notice. And she called me later on. She's like, oh, you know, I know it was a really tough day and this and that. I was like, this is the best thing for me. And it reminded me of when Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys 2, when he ended up quitting and telling Mike he's going to be giving his notices the last time he's going to be partnering up with him in Bad Boys 2. Uh, it felt like that. I was like, this is what's best for me. And of course, Martin in the movie, he said, this is what's best for my family. Stress will kill you. Stress creates disease cells. Arguing creates disease cells. Being in melancholy and warped in depression and complaining and bickering about this and that is only creating pain within your soul that's going to come and hit you in more ways than you could ever imagine in the future. Sometimes it makes haste and hurries up and does way with you very quickly. And I'm just telling all of you right here, right now, that sometimes what you have to do, you need to figure out exactly what it is that's causing you stress, right? And so if we look at this, we're going to listen to an audio first before I start talking about and break it down to everything all stress, because it's such, it's 203 countries that actually listen to my podcast and it's different in every country. Okay, I have people who listen to my podcast on a consistent basis in Gabon and Somalia, totally different from Indonesia and Japan, different from Luxembourg and Brazil and El Salvador and Croatia and Monaco. All of these different countries have different areas and different people and different perceptions on how they handle stress. So let's listen to this one right here and then we're gonna break it down. We have some amazing things that we're going to be going over in terms of four things on, you know, the how to handle stress along with some audios and a few other things. But let's dive right into this and I'm going to play this and you listen in. Slide shows how performance varies with the level of stress. At very low levels, as shown by the yellow area, performance, health and motivation are low. This state is referred to as understressed. It may be experienced by people who are unemployed or who have very boring jobs with too little to do. Mm. As the level of stress increases in the green area, performance improves and people feel more motivated. This state is known as eustress. That's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, -E -S -S, or good stress. Many people need a moderate amount of stimulation and pressure in order to perform at their best. However, if the level of stress increases beyond a certain point, it becomes destructive and reduces levels of performance, motivation and health. This red zone is called distress. The first step in managing both your own and other people's stress is learning to recognize the symptoms of distress. And there it is, the, the symptoms of distress. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the next podcast. But to be honest with you, 
I didn't know, but apparently doing mundane tasks and repetitive tasks do lead to stress in the future or, you know, on a, on a short basis. Who, who knows exactly what it does? But I mean, it's not it, it's not shocking. But at the same time, you know, boredom equals complacency equals you not giving your all. And so when you have the right amount of stress, stress is good in some areas where it's kind of like, okay, we need to push this deadline or I need to push this deadline. And then you wake up in the morning, the first thing on your mind is the deadline. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to get this done? Oh my God, how am I going to get this done? Oh my God, how am I going to get this done? It is continuous, right? But at the same time, you end up getting it done. And then you're just like, oh my God, I cannot believe I did that. But then there is worry and stress where, you know, two of my students on weekends, Thai students, they work at Japanese companies. And I think one lady, there was a, a shipment, in, uh, an incorrect shipment at uh, Lam Chabong, where it's basically the big port in Thailand where they, you know, they, it's the big shipping port, right? And she said, man, it was unbelievably stressful. And you can only imagine because, again, a lot of my students uh, and a lot have come on from Korea, as a matter of fact, over the last week. Um, you guys know exactly how, what you know, Japan and Korea, you guys know exactly what stress means. Okay, that's the definition of stress right there. Right. And so you can only imagine that on a consistent basis dealing with this, your mental health completely collapses. And a lot of people, I don't know what it is about America. They're like, oh, yeah, mental health is a real thing. Why would you even like, uh, obviously it is. And I'm just like, guys, like, how did you not know that? You know, like, how did you not know that personal development is literally everything? And that if you don't look after your personal development, there are a lot of things that could ultimately go wrong. You know what? I actually brought it up with some of my students recently, and I'm going to give you guys this right here. There was, there is, as a matter of fact, it is a, a world, well, this is a sports center, right? ESPN out there in America. They're famous for, you know, delivering sports news. You know what's crazy? A lot of their newscasters, sportscasters, and anchors do die from cancer. Out here in Thailand, there's a publication, Bangkok Post, one of the most vehement racist shit on the planet, right? They too have a lot of people who end up dying from cancer. And I just say to myself, I'm like, in journalism in general, I'm like, why is it that a lot of journalists die from cancer? It's because when you put yourself in a perpetual state, of complaining and that negative thought. I can only imagine what journalism, you know, journalists, their jobs are, you know, going to other countries and seeing death and everything. Those memories are seared within your subconscious mind. They will pop up routinely and you will always feel very, very bad about it. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, I just had my first funk of the year. Okay, congratulations to me. 104 days in and I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit lost. And then me, of course, being a personal development, high performance, soon to be coach and everything. I'm just like, okay, Arsenio, what is it that's making you feel this way? And so I said, is it money? And I said, okay, Arsenio, if you put $3,000 into your account right now, would you still feel the same way? Then I said, Jesus, I would. And I said, well, it ain't money. I said, oh my God, okay, well, damn. Okay, well, let's look at it from another perspective. And to be honest with you, I just feel like I'm not putting that joy and that spontaneity into my life that much. Guys, on a consistent basis, five days a week, the only interaction I have with actual human beings is my wife. 
in the morning for about 30, 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And then at night for about 30 minutes. Now, Saturdays and Sundays are really awesome because I go to the tutorial center. I speak to some of the teachers. I laugh. I laugh with the students. We play games, a lot of great stuff. As a matter of fact, this past Sunday, me and my wife, we actually ended up cooking some fucking amazing steak. Oh my God, way better than the bullshit ass steakhouse that we went to coming out of Khao Yai, which is a national park out here in Thailand. But man, we cooked a pecanha and a sirloin. That steak was simply impeccable beyond comprehension. And we ended up writing, uh, watching Netflix for the first time literally in two years laughing. I had to teach a class, had an amazing job teaching that class. A lot of great things had happened. I'm like, going into Monday, baby, I'm feeling good. Then I go back into, huh, maybe I need to put a little bit more spontaneity into my schedule. And so what ended up happening was by the time it hit Tuesday evening, I'm laying down on the bed and I'm just like, okay, I'm in a vortex, but this is good. This is good. I love it. I love this type of crazy that I have to deal with on a consistent basis. Really, I really do. And it's simply because I know that it all comes down to personal development. And when it comes down to personal development, I'm just like, okay, so what do I have to do right now to break out of this funk? And so it was marketing. It was saying, okay, moving the needle forward. Is it it was like, okay, I'm feeling very mundane with teaching the same thing over and over. She's like, is it you or is it your inspiration? And then she's like, okay, maybe you need to put a little bit more. You don't really go out much Monday through Friday. You're going to have to put in something on a routine basis. So I scheduled it in to my calendar. Next Monday, I'm going to go to a place. Uh, it's like one of the department stores, but it's very different from the one that I normally go to. And I haven't been there in like months. And then after that, I might go to the fish place, you know, JJ Market. Okay. The week after, I'm going to go to Seattle. Okay, this is like the epicenter of Bangkok where they have a lot of food, a lot of everything to just see things and do things that I normally don't do on a consistent basis to get out, you know, and I think this is what I miss. And that ended up being, you know, that made me very stressed. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do, man? I'm just so lost about so many different things. Okay, I need to hurry up and figure this out. So it was a funk that happened and that it ended up taking away two hours of my sleep because it was hard for me to fall asleep. So sometimes when it comes to stress, people, how do you manage your own stress? Do you have any techniques or tips that, you know, that would help colleagues or, you know, team members or people in general in terms of managing their stress? Again, me taking a break from the situation, you know, saying, you know what, let me go walk it off a cooler heads prevail and let me figure out what's going on. By the time morning came around, I was still a little bit in a funk. But then I ended up teaching a class with sheer intent this morning. And I'm like, yes. And then I had another class. And then next, you know, I'm like, okay, Arsmeer, you're getting your energy back. Okay, this is good. Get that energy back. Get that energy rolling. And then sure enough, right after that, I said to myself, all right, I'm feeling excellent. I'm feeling really good because I ended up learning a lot about marketing and writing down a couple of things that I need to do. Four pieces of content on Instagram, making sure I'm more consistent with my podcast and making sure that I'm going after something on a consistent basis. These are all the things that help me manage. And my, my thing is, I don't even know if it's a word, but I'm going to call, I'm just going to create it mundanity. Okay. Just doing the same thing over and over guys, this should be, and will be one of the most amazing years of my life. I'm going back to the South with my wife, you know, in a couple of weeks, 
SongCon holidays are coming up. We're going to go to a market and go to another place another day. Uh, you know, uh, you know, but June is the big wedding. Best friend for who is a pilot out there in Kenya. Uh, you know, we ran high uh, high school track and field together. She's going to be coming. Her sister's going to meet her. All right, I got a lot of people who I haven't seen in literally nine years from another province of the South who are going to be driving up just four hours to come to my wedding. So many amazing things are going to be happening, especially in June. Maybe what's going to happen is a Maldivian uh, honeymoon. Okay, that's going to be happening towards the end of October. December, I'm always giggled by that. And I'm going to start buying things for Christmas on a monthly basis because Christmas decorations are very, very expensive. But, uh, you know, I'm going to start buying things in July to make this house. Into, because, man, when it when it was Christmas last year, I said, this feels like when it was the 90s. The temperature, the feeling, the air, the everything that was happening throughout December is exactly what I felt in the 90s. And I haven't, you know, had the opportunity to replicate that. But now, unbelievable. So with that being said, man, I want to be in that state. And again, another word that I already said, perpetual state. And again, we will find, we will fall off of this in specific areas and stuff like that. Uh, and specific times, it always happens. But the thing is, with high performance, it's about maintaining relationships and doing the things you love with balance. That's what it is. And so we're going to talk about these four different things that I told you and mentioned to you already. And then we're going to listen to eight managers, counseling staff members who are suffering from stress. And then we're going to go from there. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. Hey, I'll be seeing you in the next episode over and out.